Hello, Royals, and welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Therese Shimkus. So I'm sure it is a surprise for you to hear my voice on a Monday morning instead of that of my co-host. Not to worry, he is not sick or anything, and today is actually quite an exciting day for us as it is the day of our very first joint episode. We have been talking about hosting a joint episode on and off for quite a while now, and today seemed like a particularly auspicious day to do so. I will now turn you over to my co-host for the explanation. Thank you, Therese. Hello, Royals. Today is an exciting day. For on this day, WUSR celebrates its 30th anniversary. You can see why it's a fascinating day, so let's get started. For background, WUSR was not the university's first radio station. It was WYRE. The university broadcasted this station via carrier current. Carrier current was a way to broadcast low-powered radio frequency signals. The low power meant that the carrier currents had a small range. During the time of WYRE's operation, only the university campus could hear the broadcast. The station ran throughout the 1980s and into the early 1990s. The station also found its roots in alternative music in 1986. The station shifted to feature more public service announcements, news, and sports programming. However, there is a reason why WYRE is not around today, or why there are few carrier current stations today. The range was the biggest downfall of the carrier current systems. WYRE could reach very few people with the carrier current station. This would cause the station to switch to more powerful radio frequency broadcasting. Robert P. Sadowski would be the catalyst for the station switching to a higher-powered FM frequency. Sadowski was the chair of the communication department and had recently read that the FCC had allowed an FM channel to operate in the Scranton area. Thus, he became interested in getting WYRE onto an FM frequency. On January 14, 1988, the university filed an application for an FM frequency with the FCC. In 1991, the FCC finally approved the application for the university to host a radio station on 99.5 FM. On this day in 1993, WUSR debuted on 99.5 FM. Reverend J.A. Panuska gave the station's first broadcast message. The station will broadcast its first song, Vanessa Williams Saved the Best for Last. The station sought to continue the alternative programming it had started in the 1980s. And, as for the poor range, as previously mentioned, the range was now 700 square miles. The station could also reach a new audience of 368,000 people. That's a considerable increase from a college campus to the local Nepa area. I've done enough talking, so let me hand it off to Therese now. Thank you, Sean. So on January 20th, 1994, about a month before the one-year anniversary of the new station, the Aquinas ran an article entitled University Expands Broadcasting Ability by Common Ground Editor Robert Keenan. The major development covered in this article was the addition of a stereo to the existing FM system. This was made possible by changing the station to a fiber optic network, which would also allow it to have a clearer signal. Edward Conway, the director of the Office of Institutional Technologies, is quoted in the article observing that this addition made the station more competitive with the other stations in the area. As he said, even though WUSR is a non-commercial station, quote, there is no reason why we cannot be just as good as any other station in the area, unquote. This system had only not been adopted previously due to a lack of funds. Another major addition described in the article was the installment of a VHS recorder in the production booth. This would allow shows to be pre-recorded, whereas they had previously all been live. As someone with a pre-recorded show, I know how important this development must have been. Back to you, Sean. And since today is about the history of our radio station, we decided to tell the history of our own radio show, This Day in History. It was the end of August, and I had just arrived to start my freshman year at the university. While on a tour of the buildings and classrooms, my tour guide, who happened to be the student general manager of the station, shows the radio station. Being interested in pursuing something like this, I kept it in the back of my mind. 
It wasn't until the club fair in September that I finally acted on the opportunity. I got the clearance needed to start my show and access to the studio. It took a couple of failed attempts with scripting and recording before finally playing out my first episode. On September 22, 2022, I published my first episode about the Emancipation Proclamation. This would start my show, and I haven't stopped publishing episodes since September, except when the recording software is down or we go on break. Only a single problem arose, though. I did the show every day by myself for a week straight. It was hard because I had to have content every day. With that, I realized I need help. And that's where Therese comes in, so I'll hand it to her. Thanks, Sean. So Sean approached me one day after history class we were both in and invited me to co-host with him. At that time, you have to understand, I had less than no experience in anything related to radio. And when I say no experience, I mean literally none. When I heard what the show was about, however, I was very excited to be on board. My first episode was on October 4th, 2022, when I covered the Battle of Germantown. My next episode was on the release of the first talking picture, The Jazz Singer. If you don't remember those episodes, don't worry, because they are all available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. These first few episodes were a bit crazy, as Sean had to very patiently walk me through everything that went into recording and uploading the show step by step. However, as time went on, I eventually got the hang of things. Now, planning for, researching, and recording the show is a very important part of my week, as it constantly teaches me to be conscious about deadlines, and I get to learn something new with almost every episode. And as previously mentioned, we would also expand the Spotify and Apple podcasts to reach a larger audience, just like the radio station. In a quick plug, if you want to find a show on these platforms, just search TDIH. Again, that's TDIH. And there you are, Royals. That's it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed learning about the history of WUSR and about the history of this show in particular. We also hope you have enjoyed our very first joint episode, as we are looking forward to doing more in the future. Well, thank you for listening, Royals, and have a good Monday.